Hey y'all, welcome to Coast to Coast PM. Uh, this is Paul here by myself today for this intro to let you know that you're about to hear a special patrons only episode of the show. You're going to get about the first 10 minutes of the episode just so you can get a sense of what we are doing over there on Patreon. If you want to support the show and hear the full thing, please check out our Patreon in the show notes. You can sign up for as little as $2. In the high desert in the great American Southwest, I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Vann. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Gani Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. This is a Patreon-exclusive episode where instead of analyzing the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM, we're going to be reading Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper. My name is Paul, and I'm here with my brother. Hey, I'm Chris, and I'm also reading Bill Cooper. There you go. Did you like that intro? I loved the intro. It was perfect, short and sweet. Let's get to Billy Coop's. I wrote it about 30 seconds before you jumped on. Um, but in terms of why we're doing uh, the Bill Cooper, we want to give our patrons a little extra something. And we thought that this could be a, a fun little uh, review um, to talk through uh, on, on the Patreon. So that's, that's where we're at on that. Yeah. Just thought it would be fun to kind of go through some of the ancient lore of conspiracy theories and so we started with uh, one of the modern godfathers of conspiracy billy coops and i think one of the interesting things too is that as you go through pale horse you realize how much of modern conspiracy is it, it really comes back to bill cooper in a lot of ways um he yeah. he brought together a lot of different thoughts about ufos about the government um about the illuminati all that good stuff and it's where a lot of people draw from today he was essentially an, an encyclopedia of conspiracy. Yeah, that's what that's what um, Pale Horse is, is that it, it basically is just an encyclopedia for conspiracy right. theories, right? Which is rad. Yeah. I mean, I, I was blown away reading the first chapter, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Like, yeah. literally blown away. Yeah. I, like, I called Paul about 15 pages in, and I was like, Dude, I don't know if I can read the rest of this book. <laughs> I'm yeah, sitting here like one. nodding my head to to Billy Coops as I'm reading him late at night in bed. And I'm like, I can't go to bed like this. Well, and that's one of the things, too, is that Bill Cooper, uh, not only does he have this like underground cult phenomena book, right? That's inspired all these conspiracies. It's the most stolen book in like Barnes and Noble history. They have to keep it behind the counter. Uh, because people just keep taking it. But also he was a giant influencer for uh, early hip hop artists. Right. So uh, everyone from like, actually, I, I pulled a list of hip hop artists who are a big fan of Bill Cooper. Big Daddy Kane, Busta Rhymes, Tupac, Tlaib, Nas, Rakim, Gangstar, Four Righteous Teachers, Public Enemy, Immortal Technique, Wu-Tang Clan named an album, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, because of bill cooper like he was very influential because of how he talked about the power structure and it resonated with folks in the inner city he was so anti-establishment and hip-hop and punk especially are two musical groups that are just anti-establishment by their very being mm -hmm. 
And I actually, we'll get to the the book in a moment, but just like as a means of an intro, I did pull a quote to um, from a Vulture article by Mark Jacobson, who wrote Pale Horse Rider. It was a biography about Bill Cooper. Um, And in it, he writes this. The key to Cooper's appeal, said old dirty bastard, he of blessed memory and court jester of the Wu-Tang Clan's early Behold a Pale Horse adapters, quote, everyone gets fucked. William Cooper tells you who's fucking you. When you're someone like me, that's valuable information. Boom, dude. Rest in peace, ODB. Fucking so, king, dude. He was he was real big in the hip hop game for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So just a quick bio of of uh, William Cooper, just so y'all have a sense of you know who he is. Milton William Cooper, also known as William Cooper or Bill Cooper, or Chris and I call him Bill Coops a lot of times. Uh, Billy Coops. <laughs> Billy Coops. He was a you know super famous conspiracy theorist. He was a radio broadcaster. Um, he had a radio show called Hour of the Time, which at some point maybe we can pull some clips from. Um, but he was born in uh, 1943 and then served in the U.S. military as a petty officer and then also a naval intelligence officer. And so he is, was a boomer, dude. Straight up yeah, boomer. Full on boomer for sure, dude. So that's where he gets a lot of his information or allegedly got a lot of his information was he actually had Q clearance, which is nuclear clearance provided by the Department of Energy, um, made famous by QAnon. But uh, he says he had like access to really secret files um, and this um, like all this like super secret information that allowed him to kind of bake out a lot of theories that he built. Well, here's the thing. Probably he was a nuclear submarine guy. I mean, mm-hmm. just to be on those submarines, you probably needed Q clearance at the time. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Actually, yeah, no, you would have had to. I think everyone. And, on it and so it probably, I mean, he was seeing top secret mm-hmm. technology all the time. Yeah. All the time. Just just doing his job. So, I mean, that he had, quote, unquote, Q clearance is not surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think that, and that's a big part of it, right, is um, I think he he also served in Vietnam. He was on one of those like boats that go up rivers where you're completely exposed, like a swift, boat. swift boats. Yeah. And he was very exposed. I think he saw a lot of combat was shot at a lot. So I think there was a, a, a thing with Bill Cooper that you see a lot is he really doesn't like interventionism. And I think it's because of his experience in Vietnam and how he basically had PTSD because of this war that we shouldn't have been in in the first place. Right. right. So right. I, I think a lot of his mistrust from the American government comes from his time serving in the military where he was like, this thing is a joke. Why do you think he becomes so popular with the American populace? Because he wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. How many how many men went to Vietnam and came back? completely screwed up and didn't get any help from their government a whole generation just had their backs turned to them yeah well speaking of having your back turned chris uh do you want to jump into uh a little bit of the book here yes let's go all right last dude can't wait i'm so excited I pulled a little bit out of the introduction that I thought was interesting, um, and, and I'll explain why in a minute. But in in this scenario, this is from the intro of Behold a Pale Horse, and it's Bill Cooper talking about when he was on a submarine. And the submarine had seen something on the periscope, so they like lifted up, and everyone was kind of like on the deck, right? Bill Cooper writes, I was just lifting the binoculars off my chest when I saw it. The giant saucer shape plunged out of the clouds, tumbled, and pushing the water before it, opened up a hole in the ocean and disappeared from view. 
It was incredible. This time I had seen it with my naked eyes and its size in comparison with the total view was nothing short of astounding. Ensign Ball stood in shock, his binoculars in his hands, his mouth open. Geronimo yelled, holy shit, what the, hey, did you guys see that? Ensign Ball turned and looking at me with the most incredulous look on his face said in a low voice, this has to happen on my watch. He turned quickly, pressing the override on the 1MC and yelled, captain to the bridge, captain to the bridge. As an afterthought, he pressed the switch and again yelled, somebody get the camera up here. That's pretty wild, dude, because that's pretty descriptive. And I feel like Billy Coops was not one to make up stories. And what strikes me the most about that was that Bill Cooper wrote this, you know, was like 93. And he says that this sighting was, you know, like in the 70s. And what he described is exactly what we're catching on video now. Right. These kind of saucer shaped things that are going in and out of the water where the DOD actually thinks they may reside in the water because right. we're seeing them come out of the water so much. And this was way before any of those videos. And to me, those oh, yeah. videos validate these sightings completely. That he completely. puts down the book. You've been listening to a special patrons only episode of Coast to Coast PM. If you want to hear the whole thing, you can go to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Uh, by signing up for our Patreon for as little as $2 a month, you also get access to ad-free episodes and early access to episodes. Uh, if you can't uh, afford to subscribe right now or just don't feel like it, that's totally cool. We will be back with a full episode on our public feed next week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you soon.